Hello and welcome to the Fit and Feminist podcast with fitness and nutrition coaches Lauren and Lindsay. Our aim is to educate and empower women to take control and rebuild confidence with their health, fitness and lives. We have the fitness facts and no-nonsense nutrition tips you need for success with a hefty dose of feminism thrown in. With top bands and massive oversharing along the way, we hope you finish each episode feeling a step closer to the life and results you deserve. If you'd like more of us or have a question you'd like answering on the podcast, you can message us at Lauren Randall Fitness and at Lindsay Wells PT and Nutrition. All right, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. No vocal training. No today. vocal training today. Okay. Lauren's very tired. I just hit a slump. I think it's because I just had a hot shower, set my fire alarm off. I was stood. I thought if you come in, you'll see me standing in there on a chair, butt ass naked, wafting at this fire alarm. What was your builder not there? Did he? Well, not... he's upstairs in the oh, bathroom. So... Well, he, yeah, he could have seen. Perfect. If he'd come and come on down, come well, on down. I'll be giving you a discount for that. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, fine. I'm down for a discount. The state this house is going. Well, you know, I think just new house probs is just basically. Jizz money. Left we were just right so naive. We were just so naive. We were like, just a little paint, just a little paintwork here and there. No, leaks left, right and centre. The whole bathroom's being done. Rotten floorboards, oh, leaky toilets. Oh. Yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. So we've not had our bathroom for a week. So we've been going outside for the shower. But anyway, I've been obviously putting it off. And today I just was like, I feel disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew self-care and showering was important? Yeah. I looked like a yeti. Oh, babe. That's why the fire alarm went off. I was in there so long. I'd steamed up the house. whole place. It's <laughs> my house and getting my shower. It's nice and warm. I can wear my fluffy new bathrobe and everything. I saw that. Why have I put that off? What a stupid thing to do. A bathrobe? Yeah, I was like, oh, 90 quid, whatever, like on a bathrobe. Is it brilliant? Oh, it's so nice. I didn't pay 90 quid for it, but um, I did get a nice John Lewis one. And I was like, why have I just not bought one? I don't know what it is. John seems to just have this thing where if he wants something or needs something, he just buys it. I'm like, I have to shop around, I have to deliberate over it for ages. At oh, the same time, I've just bought myself some new slippers and a new bathrobe, and I'm in my element. Just bought myself a new North Face coat today, and it took me so long Why? to get there. I had a voucher from my birthday. I had some money for it from my birthday. I have it in my account to buy it but like literally oh and then i signed up so if you guys sign up for the north face uh emails you get 20 percent off on your birthday Amazing. so i just put that my birthday was today which is not <laughs> so i knew i had to buy the coat today to get That's the 20 percent off so i'm like discounting discounting yeah. discount and even then at the end of it i was like yeah. can i can i justify buying this coat yes, yes of course i can i literally work outside you deserve just, it queen yeah it's just something about spending is like i know what is that silly anyway we're not on to talk about coats or bathrooms today. <laughs> um, Lauren and I, for some reason, last week had a bit of a realisation that... Um, and you posted about it, actually. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm using Christmas as my bulk. <laughs> what did I put? Uh, well, you were just saying that you've been eating a lot more. Like, you've been, obviously, moved house. Like, you're out of routine. Oh. And your appetite's been higher. And oh, two yeah. weeks of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so you were like, but my training's really good. And I thought, actually, it's a really good point to make because we do talk about fat loss mm-hmm. a lot. And that is because that's generally what everyone 
is kind of not everyone. Well, not everyone. It's um, a big but, thing. But you know, it's a it's a lot of you know most of the people that I work with, and I'm you know tell me if I'm wrong, Lauren. Probably what you work with are looking to lose some body fat to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obesity is on the rise, world the world over, and that is the thing that we see. most people having an issue with and really struggling with is maintaining a healthy weight and losing body fat moving away from yo-yo dieting and diet culture and all that crap Mm. um so that is what we generally support people through but we also do support people through weight maintenance and trying to as pts um get people stronger and you know it is very difficult to get stronger if you are always in a deficit um so yeah what's your standpoint on where you are at the minute with your training and how you're feeling on what you've been eating <laughs> what i've been eating what have i not been eating great time. what have i not She's been, been eating great i have been having a great time um so like last summer in the summer that was when i did that hard dieting phase which i was pretty open about and talked about and and that was really good for me for so many reasons to like help clients through hard diets for the ones that I do it's rare that I put people through hard diets because of the type of client that comes to see me and like you know not necessary but off the back of that diet um I got to like the most lean I'd ever been and was like okay I don't want to lose any more body fat from this point I'd still had some to lose but I was like I don't I don't want to I'm fine with this um like now now I want to grow and I want to put some good time into growing so I was like I want to give myself at least nine months of going back up the other way. So 2022 was the year that I spent all year giving myself unconditional permission to eat and like all of that. Um, and that was, that was the year that I think that my relationship with food was like the absolute best it's ever been. That was the year that I was like, I've smashed this. It's not something you can tick the box and you're like, oh, healed, done. But that was like a really good year for me. And so I gained, well, I didn't weigh myself all year. And I didn't care to, but I know that, you know, I was buying bigger clothes, things like that. So I know I gained weight, um, but was fine. I was healthy, strong, fit, happy, all good. Relationship with food, all good. So I came into 2023 in a really good place. Um, Saw a coach that I was interested to working with because he's not like me at all. He was the complete opposite end of what I do. So I was intrigued to be like, okay, I want to get it from, you know, a bodybuilding perspective and, and see how it goes. So did that in the summer. And then off the back of summer, here I am. And I'm still in that building, growing, trying to get Judy Hench. Judy <laughs> trying to get Judy Hench. And the thing is, I have, you know, like most people maybe listening to this podcast and most women, I spent years being in that, I want to build muscle, but terrified of gaining body fat. I want to get strong and I want to build muscle, but every time I start gaining a little bit of body fat on me, I'm like, oh, I need to diet back down again. And I was just in that cycle round and round and round ever since I became a personal trainer I was in that cycle and so once I healed my relationship with food and all that side the body image and everything is all good got to a place where I literally do not care about gaining body fat at all um I felt like right that's I'm now in a great place mentally to get as big as I need to as big as a fucking house but not really as a huge I'm really not that big but (laughs) we're we're trying we're trying but so that's kind of what where I'm at and I am not doing it in the most efficient way. I don't track my calories. I sh- you know, if I really wanted to maximize on growing my muscle, I'd be tracking my calories, 
more consistently. I'd be tracking my protein more consistently. But I know I'm eating minimum 100, if not 120 grams a day. My target's really 140. But because I am in this place where, yes, I want to grow as much muscle as I can and build, I also want to maintain a good relationship with food and I also want to live my life and I don't want to track all year round. I'm fine to track if I want to lose body fat again, but I really don't want to make it like a, a daily tool that I use for all my life. Mm-hmm. So I could be doing this more efficiently, but I'm doing it in a way that I want to do it. Yeah. So how are you tracking your progress in my, terms of like the strength gains that you are making yeah i've got a tracking app so all my workouts are logged so week by week i'm seeing have i got an extra rep am i squeezing out better form is the weights going up all of that so i'm tracking all of my training progress um i'll do body pictures maybe once a month just to see how my shoulders are bigger how my back looking um but again like i'm not massive on the pictures i could be better with taking them more consistently if i wanted to but I'm not so bothered. Um, I will weigh myself every week, see how that's looking. Um, and again, like if I was being more religious with this process, I'd be tracking the cows, tracking the protein, weighing weekly. Am I gaining half a pound a week-ish? Um, taking more consistent pictures and doing it all more consistently. But because I am doing it in the way that I'm doing it for me, which is a lot more relaxed and enjoyable for me, um, that's yeah that I'm just really going off how my training is and how I feel like Becky says I've got more lines in my back which I know means I'm great I'm uh, growing some gains um, I can tell you my arms they're getting bigger and I've gone up a clothes size which so I know I'm getting bigger but like yeah that's where I'm at and do you feel like say do you feel that you are quite happy to go up in a dress like well not a dress size but because we know we don't wear dresses yeah um, that's what but, it's called though isn't it jean yeah, size yeah, i suppose like, yeah jeans yeah and yeah you feel, you're fine with it yeah um, yeah genuinely yes genuinely d- does not bother me at all and it took a long time to get to that point mm-hmm. as you well know mm-hmm. and i've been very open about how my journey has looked but like truthfully yeah it does not bother me mm-hmm. it doesn't at all it's so hard isn't it like so for me with like the clothing side of things like I accepted a long time ago like I've never been a small framed person anyway um and when I was say like well teens through to my early 20s it would always be like size 8 would be the dream size 8 would be the dream like for what reason like because Mm -hmm. like social but not social media even they're like but magazines shops people that I worked around like I worked in Leeds I was around a lot of girls who were like again really obsessed with weight in retail like being in a small dress size is like that like being over a 10 was like oh you know Mm -hmm. that's that's not a place you want to be like you'd get judged for that yeah um but yeah for me like I accepted a long time ago because I have got like decent lats I've got biceps I've got forearms because I want to be able to perform I want to be able to do muscle ups I want to be able to do you know strict pull-ups and I accept that if I want that strength then the the gains that I have 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 got from eating well and focusing on protein and making sure that my meals are really nutritious and that's taken a really long time like to get to where I am now like if I look back to pictures of seven years ago you can really see the difference in my body from again when I was probably 
what would it be even? God, it's probably longer now since we moved to Harrogate. Mm-hmm. And I did like a 12-week programme, was as lean and light as I've ever been, but not as strong as I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the strongest I've ever been now. And that was sort of the catalyst for me then moving away from like losing body fat and feeling good about myself and finding my love for training again and then developing my training skills and as soon as I started focusing on the skills that I wanted to build and getting stronger that whole thing of like losing body fat or being smaller or being you know like yeah just trying to be fit and fit that era's vision of what a woman in fitness in a woman in the fitness industry should be like I didn't need to comply with that anymore and I think you know there's been a lot of changes in what is the expectation what is the norm what is celebrated and you know there's a a lot more conversations about you know you don't have to look a certain way to be in this industry and I think women in general should find it encouraging and that should have a trickle-down effect really Mm -hmm. that you know we can be strong and we can have bigger bodies and that is absolutely fine Mm -hmm. so yeah I will buy like a bigger dress size in like in advance because I'm like I know these the clothes are not made for women with lats (laughs) (laughs) you know so it's like I always anticipate that I'm going to need a bigger size and if that means I'm getting a large or a 14 or whatever I would rather like I feel comfortable in it and it fits me properly than I'm getting attached to oh my god I'm not size 8 or I'm not size 10 and then what am I going to do about that like mm-hmm. you know you can't have both things yeah you know? and I think like what's really important is to just note that it's so common that women do get stuck in that cycle mm-hmm. of just as they're about to start making some muscle gains and just as they're about to you know go up and up in strength and their size is going to go up just as they're about to hit the good stuff um there's a panic and a fear around the gaining the body fat and going no 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 i need to go back down again and panicking and then never quite getting to your full potential of performance or muscle gain or 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 anything and if you want that like kind of toned look which a lot of women say i want to be more toned um they never actually can build enough muscle to get the toned look that they want because they keep repeatedly dieting and yeah you know you don't want to be dieting all year every year forever and no. unfortunately that seems to be the case you know i've got a lot of clients over 40 who have dieted their whole lives yeah and it's you know hopefully by me showing them that it's okay to step away from dieting and it's okay to gain body fat and like it's absolutely fine and normal and expected to change shape and size throughout our lives and hopefully they'll pick up the memo. I think there's this other thing that we need to let go of which is that we should always be a weight Mm -hmm. like we should always be a set weight because and that seems to go back to like 17 year old high school weight and I'm like oh yeah why do you want to be that size yeah but it's crazy because you do remember like getting on the scales we've mentioned this on a podcast before in a science lesson we all got weighed and they put all our weights up on the board and of course I I weigh I was one of the heaviest girls in the class and I was dancing and I probably had a lot more muscle mass even then than anybody else in my class because none of them were doing any activity apart from being forced to do PE at school you know a lot of the girls didn't really do anything there were a few who were a bit sporty did a bit of hockey or whatever but even they were like really quite slight and small and 
um, yeah, I, I think that just made me feel like I just stand out as like I'm the big one, you know, at, at that. So I think that's why it's that the teenage weight is mm-hmm. something that really just sticks in your head, whatever yeah, you were. Yeah, it is, because back then as well, we didn't challenge the no. the narrative around weight loss and diet culture and, you know, the patriarchy and all of the things that we now know that we're older and we talk about it and, you know, people go around schools teaching this stuff now, yeah. which is great, but back then, we didn't have any of that. Yeah. Not even when I was in high school. I was yeah. way after you, Linz. Yeah. yeah, way after... <laughs> I am a fossil. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so I was going to say to you, so if you had somebody come to you, they're done with dieting, they're done with fat loss, and they're like, now I want to grow, I want to go the other way, but don't know how, what would you do with that person? Well, first of all, I would be trying to ascertain, like, why and what do you want then, really? If somebody... So if we go sort of even a step back, like for somebody who has been dieting a long time and then they maybe do find that they are done with it, that they're just done with it, it's like, well, then, you know, do you know what it feels like to not be dieting? Um, so that was, you know, the, the sort of point that um, I was going to make, actually, is like your weight does fluctuate anyway, week to week, month to month, like what, whatever. We shouldn't be expecting ourselves to just be sort of on a specific static weight with no fluctuations at a pound or half a pound here there or wherever um so if you have always been constantly trying to drive that number down can you first establish like feeling comfortable with maintaining where you are being comfortable with not being focused on you know how many calories you're eating if you're, if you're somebody who's been tracking for years sometimes mm-hmm. or you know for a year solidly like can you move away from that comfortably so I think that kind of thing has to be sort of done in steps because the last thing I'd want to do is if somebody came to me and went right I'm done with like losing weight I just you know I want to maintain or I want to start getting um stronger and I say to them well then you're going to have to put some surplus calories in Mm -hmm. then they freak out Mm -hmm. like the last thing I would want to do is really like scare somebody yeah. away from doing that so I think the transition's got to be yeah. if you're working with a coach handled really yeah. responsibly checking um, that their relationship with food is yeah. key either way no matter what kind of client comes to either of us I know that's one of our main things is like check on their relationship with food how is their body image those kind of things before we diet them before we start giving out calories things like that so that's a great point to make so if you are thinking right I'm done with dieting and I'm, you know, I'm over this and now I want to go the other way just just check with yourself like are you able to kind of remove the tracking or are you still thinking no I need to track I need to track my protein I need to track my calories and that you know now you, you might be going the other way but if you're still kind of obsessing about calories and tracking and how you look then there's still a bit of a little red flag waving in, in the wind there so Lindsay's right just definitely start by checking in on your relationship with your body image first yeah and then and then just see, you know, if you have been dieting and you've got yourself to a point where you feel really comfortable, then we would generally move people into a maintenance phase. Um, so moving on from that, which, um, as you were just saying before we came on about, you know, moving a client into a maintenance phase, there are different ways of doing that. Some people will kind of need a little bit of a drip feed approach. Maybe it's like 100 calories a day, you you like 200 calories a day you might want to go up just a snack it really depends on the individual um 
say you've been in like you know a 500 calorie a day deficit to lose the weight that you want to lose then bringing that back up by like 250 calories and then we look at like the um how the scale's looking basically and then once you are established into a good maintenance where you're feeling good you've got those extra calories back in um energy levels are good you're feeling confident and you're you're quite happy that you're not freaking out about you know is the scale going to go up because all of a sudden you've started eating more food and then you go well, i don't want to undo all my good work which is what generally people will come and say well i don't want to go backwards you know mm-hmm. so it's just learning again to sort of trust that process of like if you eat a bit more food like nothing crazy is going to happen nothing bad's going to happen the reason that you will have been overweight in the first place or you will have had more fat lot fat body fat than you wanted to have would be because you have been in a big surplus or you've been in a surplus over time and over generally an extended period of time like you didn't gain a lot of body fat in two minutes um yeah that's you know, the fear though isn't it? that's what they yeah. they think and so 2000 for, for my for, for almost every client i've ever worked with if i set them 2000 or above i get this face yeah the wallace and gromit like yeah. <laughs> like what 2000 calories and i'm like yes 2000 it's like the word 2000 is like oh my god that is so much food i could never eat that much do, 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 do. and there's like that fear arises, like you said with the size eight thing it's like we have these numbers in our mind and 2000 is a scary one for a lot of women to eat and so you're right like taking that next baby step up to maintenance not even surplus yet just like pull you up so you've been in a deficit you've been dieting down you want to stop even just going to maintenance which is a massively underrated place to be to be fair and just chilling at maintenance level is nice like the scales won't do anything crazy your body's not going to do anything crazy nothing wild is going to happen at maintenance your training and energy will probably go up like you'll have um did i say energy yeah yeah training energy will go up and then once you're comfortable in that place for a few weeks then we can look at going up that extra couple hundred cows again to a surplus again nothing crazy is going to happen overnight i bloody wish it did yeah if i could just eat a few thousand calories and gain massive biceps in a month Hell yeah, I would love that. Hun's over here smashing out bicep curls three <laughs> times a week and I can't grow jack shit. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll use the example of, like, the hamstring curl for me, like, is the most humbling exercise that I do. And I started doing those, like, I, I think I probably avoided it because I found it so frustrating that, you know, you go to the gym and you can deadlift x amount and you can squat x amount and then you get on the hamstring curl and you're like <laughs> two kilos what <laughs> what is this like uh, unbelievable but i was when i started rehabbing my hamstring i honestly could not curl five five kilograms it, without being in pain yeah um and i've been doing it for since march last year and now comfortably on 20 kilos for eight reps like that is a long time to be building up i mean if i tested myself on a one rep you know i don't know what that would be but you know i'm trying to work so that i am constantly and consistently strengthening that my hamstring so that i don't ever repeat that injury again Mm. Um, because it was obviously a weakness and that's probably why i avoided it because i hated training it because it felt so (laughs) crap and ego gets in the way yeah. um so you know a lesson learned there but yeah you're not gonna build like immense strength in like four weeks just by eating an extra couple of hundred calories yeah. like that is not gonna work yeah. 
And unfortunately, a lot of us want to maintain where we are in how we look. So maybe you are training, maybe you're a well-trained individual and you go to the gym three to five times a week, sometimes, and for most of you who are training and into this life, um, you might even be doing six days a week and not really allowing very much time for recovery in between. So you go into the gym and you're like, yeah, I've started making some progress and I'm like, I'm getting stronger and I'm, um, I'm making, you know, I can, my skills are increasing, etc. You want to keep pushing that, but you're not then prepared for, to make the changes in terms of like your diet, your nutrition. Like these are a lot of people again that I work with who go, I'm absolutely nailing the gym. Like I'm loving it. I love training, but I, I'm not doing my best to support my training with my food and then you go well you can't make something out of nothing like how much are you eating and you look and it's like they are literally sort of on that cusp of either just maintaining where they are or just trying to stay in like a leaner body or at a certain body weight Mm -hmm. um, or like drop that weight down and trying to look lean Mm -hmm. in inverted commas again um, so you say we need to bump up the calories a bit and like you say you get the face of like yeah. I don't I don't want to do that don't want to eat more it's like well then your progress is going to be very slow and you're going to end up getting frustrated yeah it's a it's a lesson it's like a hard lesson to learn and like it can take some people a, a while to get their heads around right if I want more energy and I want more strength and I want to build muscle and I want to improve my relationship with food and I want to this and that, 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 that then we have to sell it as you know we have to package it up as a, a great deal for them because they're so used to dieting and fat loss is this and great and you need to be skinny and you need to lose weight and did, did, like that is so dri- dri- driven into us and so ingrained in our brains and dna i think at this point yeah. that to go the other way it really does take like almost persuasion and like almost more proof maybe yeah. what we do we need to do like we've got endless amounts of evidence of people who losing weight on calorie deficits how much evidence do we show of people women and how they look off eating more food like i'm trying to think while i'm talking like who could i show like here is somebody who has eaten more food and look where they are yeah and it's you know most of my clients are fat loss clients yeah but um, you look and, at then, like, and then again the people who have gained size and muscle and strength and all that then may not be comfortable with showing their bigger body i mean it's like you look at like a like a typical crossfit body like a topic uh, like a women's crossfit body well and, and, and men's as well but you know um again i don't know what the percentage of um, male to female listeners we've got but I would, re- <laughs> I would reckon it's gonna be I mean, 99% to <laughs> women um so, you know, it might be that you go, I don't want to look like a CrossFit girl, but I want to be able to do all those skills. Well, <laughs> you know... Good luck with, trying to look like a CrossFit yeah, girl well, and not yeah. be a CrossFit athlete. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. Um, but, you know, a lot of people who are in our circle as well do train that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, hybrid athletes. Hybrid. <laughs> not me anymore. What's cardio? <laughs> <laughs> um, What's a, what's a heartbeat anymore? I don't know. I just sit down, do, do, do some bench press and I leave. What's a heartbeat? <laughs> I can't remember the last time I sweated. What's the BPM? 
I was sweating putting that fire alarm out earlier, to be fair. And then I got back in the shower, I could hear the fire engine going off. Oh, and I thought, brilliant. oh my God, because the fire, fire, what do you call it? Fire station is yeah. across the road. Yeah. I thought, oh my God, they're coming over here, they're coming over here. I thought, fire was going to walk in with my butt cheeks <laughs> in his face, wafting on this fire alarm. That would have been a good story. Yeah, true. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we digress. Yeah, and you look at like um, powerlifters, um, Olympic lifters, like you won't generally find that they are in really lean bodies because they know like to be able to perform their best, like mass moves mass for a start, right? So you want to be in a little bit of a heavier body. But like some of those women, what I mean, calories wise, they only owe like 3,000, oh, yeah. you know, because of Imagine. the amount of training that they're doing and to be able to fuel and support that muscle and that strength and the like increase in performance, you cannot make something out of nothing. You just can't. So moving on from this, so basically, again, we'll just, we're recapping over like one, if you are, it is not good for you to be constantly dieting. Mentally or physically. Yeah, mentally well, or physically. Physiologically, it's, somebody asked me this question actually the other day, like should they have a diet break and does it matter how long that they keep dieting for? And I was like, physiologically, you don't need to stop. Mm-hmm. If you have body fat to lose and you want to lose body fat, you can keep dieting until you've got to a place that you're happy with. It's the mental side of constantly dieting. Yeah. That is bloody draining. Especially if you never quite get to where you want to be and then you think, oh, sod it, I'm not where I want to be, so I'm just going to eat eat my feelings and feel like shit about it. and then cycle this yo-yoing yeah. around of never quite being where you want to be leanness-wise and then giving up and then gaining a little bit of weight and then going, no, right, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to try really hard this time. And we go back and forth and around. What was I saying? You were saying <laughs> that somebody asked you if they needed to have a diet break. And I said, physiologically, no. Diet Coke break. Mentally, if, if you need to after however long, then yes, it's good to have them. I personally think we have natural diet breaks anyway. Because you have, you have Christmas, you have Easter, you have school holidays, and it comes back into it. You but joke. mentally, yeah. I still don't think people take that as a mental diet break. They spend those holidays feeling guilty, beating themselves up, I need to get through Christmas. Like some people maybe see it as a diet break, but I think mentally a lot of the clients I've worked with aren't seeing it as a diet break. They're seeing it as they've fucked up over the holidays. I actively encourage my clients to see it as a bit of a break from a diet. I, yeah. I if do they're on holiday, encourage that, yeah. but I still think it's a challenge for them to be yeah. okay with yeah. eating more yeah. and not dieting. So yeah. that's why it's so important that you take those breaks yeah. and actually use them. But that's it. But if, again, if you're working with a great coach like me or Lauren, like that, that's where you're going to get some rational thinking on this and some actual, you know, let's put this into context. So, you know, this happened over summer. Like several people that I've been working with had, would, had just kind of got to where they um, were feeling like they were making major progress. Um, and they were making major progress into their goals and then they had a holiday and it's like well you can a go away on holiday be mindful about it think about it if you want like still still consider like how do you want to feel in your body with like in terms of fullness like do you want to be on holiday feeling bloated and gassy and uh, irritable because you've overeaten Mm. um like what do you want to get out of your holiday essentially but also you have been doing this for a lot of months now, if you go on holiday for a week, like, and you put 
a pound or two pounds on, which most of won't be body fat anyway. It'll just be, again, that just uplifting the amount of calories you've taken on, the amount of fat you've had, you might have had some alcohol, blah, 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 blah. You know, it won't take you long to then just continue chipping away once you get home. So I would rather you go and enjoy yourself. And one caveat might be that you just listen to when you're full for your benefit so that you don't feel disgusting. Like, mm. <laughs> you don't feel like, oh, my God, I feel so bloated and I've got to go and lay down for three hours now because I've absolutely annihilated the buffet. You know what I mean? Like, it's, a, it's For me, like, I really don't enjoy that feeling of being overly full mm. um, and having, you know, you, like, my stomach feel like it's stretched. Yeah, <laughs> and I've yeah. been there. I've been there. Um, so, yeah, um... Where are we again? You were, recap- you were recap- recapping and I interrupted about Re- saying about diet breaks. That's fine, recapping. So basically, one, um, don't feel bad about, like, if you feel, like, diet fatigue, essentially, right? Where you go in, like, I'm so bored of this. I'm really fed up. I'm feeling frustrated. I feel like I'm going to end up just totally sabotaging myself or I don't want to do it anymore. That would be a time when, like really you want to have a look at like why are you doing it mm-hmm. um and giving yourself a little bit of time out essentially um that also another factor might be illness mm-hmm. um or times of high stress you know that might be a time where you need to just step away from having that as a focus mm-hmm. um and then again if you are coming away from dieting next step for me would be can you maintain are you happy maintaining and again psychologically more than physiologically um and then if you did have a goal of um strength gains and you in the gym and you can go right Lindsay now I want to get to 100 kilogram deadlift and I want to be able to squat one and a half times my body weight or whatever like right so you come with a a goal or you just go I just want to get absolutely hench like Lauren not hench like me I've seen Lauren Randall She's barely been through the doors of the shoulders. Absolutely, cap, cap, cap it, carry it in around. Do you know what? In about five years, I will be my size rubbing together because the quads are that big. Um, oh, the dream! I want to I piece of Lauren Randall. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying. Really trying. She's now. getting on gladiators. All the gladiators <laughs> are quaking in their boots. And um, then the next step would be to put you into um, like a bulking phase, essentially, is what they call it, right? So you have you might have heard these phrases which are a clean bulk and a versus a dirty bulk basically people sometimes go oh yeah i'm doing a dirty bulk it's just like an excuse to eat loads of pizzas and burgers and stuff when i was working at the bodybuilding gym back in the states that's all i heard all the time was dirty and clean and all that and i've not heard that in a in a while now but i'm not really in and around that that scene no more yeah but that's what the guys used to always say and they would be eating chinese takeaways mcdonald's all of it just like yeah right in front of my face as well and i'd be like fuck you guys (laughs) but so the reason generally people will dirty bulk is because obviously you can put on quite a lot of timber in quite a short space of time there are a lot of negatives to that because obviously you are then eating a lot more saturated fats probably a lot more fried foods probably like a lot of things that are not fibrous (laughs) um possibly not a lot of protein either really um but, you know, you'd be able to stack on some weight and then with that extra energy, you know, if you're also training, then you're going to see some benefits. Um, 
but not to be advised really um Mm. as far as i'm concerned anyway Um, the only difference between what i'm eating now that i'm trying to gain size and weight compared to the summer where i was losing weight is the uh volume of food my portion sizes i'm eating exactly the same food yeah the food i'm eating has not changed for like years i eat the same food it's just i'm eating more of it now like a bigger bowl of oats yeah more chocolate more i'm eating out more uh and then just more of the same things yeah like i'm having a stir fry i'm having chilies i'm having curry like everything is the same i'm just using more of the same thing so it's not like your diet needs to massively change your diet Mm -hmm. is so your diet is the food that you eat not like you on a diet that can be the same all year round and the only thing that needs tweaking is the amount and that's what makes for me is what's going to make this easy yeah next time i go into a dieting phase whenever that may be all i need to do is eat the same things just less yeah and having done that in the summer and knowing where i can get to in the space of a few weeks my plan is to never diet longer than a few weeks mm-hmm. at a time ever again i don't want it dragging out and now i know how to do that and i'm eating the same foods all year round the protein the fiber veg fruit all of that it just makes life so much easier would you rather an aggressive deficit shorter term or a more maintainable deficit over say 12 weeks for you personally kind of depends on what's going on with life but because I don't have kids and I don't have you know many responsibilities like that and I could just crack on quite easily six to eight weeks hard what um, did you do last summer six weeks it was meant to be longer but I went to Glastonbury yeah <laughs> and absolutely I this time <laughs> oh that was bad so I did six weeks I lost think six kilos in six weeks which is hard it was that's hard. a lot it was a lot and i was small well. yeah, you were, um, yeah wouldn't wouldn't really recommend that to anybody and you know but again you did it kind of as an experiment i did it as an experiment so in my mind i'm like okay if i diet again or whenever i diet next i'd want to lose it fast again because i want that shit over with i love eating a lot of food i just love eating food and i don't want to be tracking calories and i don't want to be doing loads of cardio so you know, the things that I, I do to diet down, I don't want to be necessarily doing that for longer than 12 weeks. Um, ideally for me, I think eight to 10 weeks would be good. If I can keep it under 12, then I will. Yeah. But, you know, if I've got, you know, like the house is such a wreck right now, if I would not be dieting hard right now, dealing with this. Yeah. So it depends what's going on in my life. If I've not got much going on in my life and I'm pretty chilling and, you know, life's good, eight weeks, bosh it out. But if I've got kids to be looking after dogs to be walking and school drop-offs and decorating a house and i'm knocking down a wall like there's no way i'd be doing a hard diet like that right okay so basically um if you wanted to increase your calories for strength gains so we're gonna we just wanted to do an episode at least where we discuss that you know there are other options available to you um so you would if you know at the minute right you're maintaining your weight right and that's a really good starting point to go from all you really need to do is up your um calorie intake by about 10 to 20 percent so for me i would be going if you're 65 kilograms 
that might look like two to 400 calories a day. So that's, you know, a couple of snacks, an extra sandwich, something like that. It's not a lot. It doesn't have to be a lot. So don't be daunted by adding that in. Some of you would probably be like, oh, wow, like I feel so much better for just having that additional food in. You might find you'll get more out of your workouts. You'll feel more energized. You might even sleep better. Um, so there's lots of other pluses to have to adding that in. If you're over 65 kilos, starting point of about 300 to 500 calories per day. Um, monitor your, well, I would recommend you monitor your scale weight week to week to see what's happening with it. And ideally you want to be gaining about half a pound, a quarter of a kilo a week. Um, and if you're doing that, then, you know, just stick to what you're doing. Um, so bear in mind also that your ability to gain muscle um and say weight in itself gain mass will be um, determined also by your metabolism your genetics um how much you move around generally in a day anyway what other workouts you're doing how much cardio you're doing how what your intensity of your training is okay so like if if that is something that is and you want to focus on strength it might be an idea to train that way I was going to say, like, if you are planning on growing and getting bigger and eating more food, you really want to pay attention to the intensity of your training at this point. Like, you, you want to use the calories. Those extra calories are going in for a purpose. And so to, to utilize them, your training needs to be hard. Like, it's got to hurt. And specific. <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely, it's got, got to hurt. I think it's a really big emphasis. Maybe we should do a whole episode on intensity mm. of training and actually... Mm weightlifting is meant to hurt sometimes like i think people start feeling the burn of their muscle working and then call it good there and i'm like yeah. no you've got to lean into that burn and get to a point where you can't keep going basically yeah like you've got to really bury yourself yeah to build. and we i mean we digress but yeah it's knowing the difference between muscle muscular pain and fatigue and getting to that point where your last two reps feel really hard and the feeling of I've tweaked my back yeah. <laughs> or my knee joint doesn't feel right or my elbow, you know, if it's yeah. like generally it will be more around a joint as well. Um, but yeah, just not pushing yourself to like, I'm in agony. I've, I've done my back in, yeah. but knowing that, you know, if your quads are burning, probably a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. If keep you feel going. like, yeah, if it's burning, keep yeah. going. Yeah. Um, so also patience, because building lean mass especially takes time um and thinking that you can do it for like six to 12 weeks and make any great progress um i'm sorry to burst that little bubble but damn it lens <laughs> let's just put this i've been doing this for six months gradually eating a little bit more um like i'm not massive nobody looking at me nobody would tell a difference mm. i know i have gained some muscle but it's six months yeah like this is not a quick you're not going to just get massive overnight yeah it's going to take a while and i think that's what scares people is they think they're going to get bulky overnight or the other way and they think yeah this is like like fat loss you can lose a lot of fat in 12 weeks yeah you cannot gain a lot of muscle in 12 yeah. weeks. it's not the same rate losing body fat and gaining muscle are very different things and gaining muscle is a lot slower yeah unfortunately yeah it is true and saying that you know once you have done a good um gaining phase say like we're not suggesting you know you want to be or needs to be putting on like 
two stone. Like that's not what we're suggesting here. It's just you just need that extra little surplus of energy so that you are giving your body the fuel it needs to increase your mass. And most beneficial is as Lauren's doing, which is to make sure that you're prioritizing your protein and that you just add in more food at the meals that you would have normally had so if you're listening to this podcast on the regular you'll know that we're always banging on about like making sure that you get plenty of um, fiber in i prioritize the protein um target first and foremost and then if you're getting your your fiber your good fruit and veg in and some carbs and some fats then you pretty much will be ticking the boxes and not necessarily a need to track where when you are um in a bulking phase or you you are trying to you know initially at least elicit that extra that little surplus like you do want to be having an idea of like where am i where's my weight is it traveling in the way that i want it to be mm. um and I, I would say you know look really towards a year of doing that mm. and there's nothing to say like you know, periodically, you might want to do a little bit of a strip back, you might want to, like, take yourself out of that. Um, but you, you're gonna, again, want to do that in sort of a way that suits you so that maybe it's a six to 12 weeks of um, a fat loss phase, as Lauren says, you, you can, like, lose body fat much quicker than you can gain muscle mass. So it's like trying to get that just a realistic approach to it where you're going right well I'm going to commit to doing this and I'm going to accept that maybe I've been used to being in a leaner body um and I'm actually fine as Lauren is with I'm feeling you know I, I'm feeling good in my body and I'm happy with what I'm doing because I know that I've got a goal but I accept also that my body's not going to feel how I normally expect it to or how I normally would prefer it to and that's fine mm-hmm. um and most of all, I think, to draw this to a conclusion is that you do what is whatever is right for you um, and that you do it in a way that is sustainable for you and comfortable. Have you anything to add, Lauren? Yeah, eat your carbs. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like the 2000 yeah. cal thing. Eat more carbs, eat more protein. I think we're about to... Uh, bust out. Bust out. Um Oh, do you know what? It's gone from 45 to 60 minutes. Oh, nice. Unless the socks. Right, Lovely. so we'll continue. Yeah, no, just what you've just said everything nicely. Just rounded it off, do what's right for you. And like like I said, I'm yes, I'm in this growing, bulking type phase, but I could be doing it in a much more efficient way. I could be tracking my calories more. I could be doing other things. Everybody's different. Like, just because I'm doing it my way doesn't mean it's the best way, but also just because somebody else is doing it their way doesn't mean that's the best way for them. It's got to be what's right for you and what you feel comfortable doing. But I think the main point of this podcast was just to be like, it's okay to gain weight. It's okay to gain some body fat. And actually, if long term, for your health, you want to build muscle and get stronger and fitter, it's almost a necessity that you do. That you have a surplus, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, yeah, that the carbohydrate situation is another thing. Like you say, like the 2000 cals, um, people go, carbs get a lot of um, flack for and blame for things and it's like actually they're really really beneficial and they're like your body's preferred source of fuel and energy um so if if you're wanting to improve your performance and how you feel and like your energy levels like definitely including carbohydrates and it's an easy way to increase your calories 
at meal times because you can just whack on a bit more rice, whack on a bit more pasta, whack in a few more eggs. Two garlic like, breads. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> garlic bread. Lovely. Oh my god, bread for ages. Actually. Oh, I bloody love garlic bread. Yeah. So um, I'm sure I had another point to make, but I can't remember what it was. I'll put um, it in the notes after if you remember it. <laughs> Check the show notes. <laughs> um, yeah. If you have any questions, oh, that's what I was going to say. Please remember that we are not talking about like athletes here. We are talking about general population. We're talking to people who like you who are listening. If somebody is an athlete and has like a very specific goal and they are like an Olympic weightlifter competing at the um, Olympic Games or you know, like, or they are a CrossFitter or they are a cyclist whatever like they of course do need to be more specific about these things but for general people who are going to the gym just want to get a bit stronger just want to be able to perform better maybe you're doing high rocks maybe you have entered yourself for a you know a run or whatever like your basic performance gains are going to be from just ensuring that that is your focus and you are fueling yourself efficiently for that so yeah don't anybody come at us going oh actually you do need to track everything and actually you do need to be having <laughs> not points three grams per kilogram of body weight and you yeah, don't have back off one gram of protein <laughs> per kilogram of like we are just talking general like goals for people who are just like me and you laura yeah, just normal people <laughs> just normal people all the people everyday people all right guys thanks for listening love and, you bye uh, we'll see you next week <laughs> bye